Hi, I'm Dahlia Rose, and this is Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known. This podcast does contain adult content, and it is not suitable for minors, and it's definitely not safe for work. Listener discretion is advised. Rodrigo de Borja. That name might sound familiar. If not, this historical figure also went by the name of Pope Alexander VI. The man that would be Pope was born January 1st, 1431 in Valencia. In his younger days, he studied law at the University of Bologna. But his career in the church began when he was 14 years old. His start in the church was at the credit of his uncle, Alfonso Borgia, who appointed the young Rodrigo to be a sacristan at the Cathedral of Valencia. At 17, Rodrigo became canon at the cathedrals of Valencia, Barcelona, and Segorbe. When Alfonso Borgia was elected Pope Calixtus III in 1455, it enabled him to appoint his nephew to different positions in the church. At first, Rodrigo took his uncle's previous position as Bishop of Valencia, and Calixtus appointed him Dean of Santa Maria in Chativa. The following year, he was ordained deacon and created the role of Cardinal Deacon of San Nicola in Carceri. Before his passing, Calixtus appointed Rodrigo to vice-chancellor of the Holy Roman Church. In 1458, Calixtus passed away, leaving the papal seat open for election. Rodrigo knew he was too young for the papacy, so he supported Cardinal Piccolomini, who he knew would keep him in his position of vice-chancellor. Cardinal Piccolomini was elected the next pope and took the name Pius II. The support from Pius II did not last long, as the pope was informed of a private party held by Rodrigo that got a little crazy and turned into an orgy. Rodrigo, of course, denied this and was forgiven by the pope. However, that is not the end of the debaucherous rumors surrounding Rodrigo and his family. In 1462, Rodrigo became a father, not a church type of priest father, but an actual father. His son Pedro Luis was born of an unknown mistress, and the young boy was sent to grow up in Spain. In 1464, Pope Pius died after an illness, which meant Rodrigo had to find another potential pope who would play his game. He was able to elect his friend Pietro Barbo as Pope Paul II. During the reign of Pope Paul II, Rodrigo had two more children, both daughters, with another unknown mistress. This led to him openly acknowledging all three of his children, which, by the way, a member of the Catholic Church is not supposed to have. His growing ambitions and family didn't stop there. In 1471, Pope Paul II died suddenly, and Pope Sixtus IV was elected as Pope. 
Because of his devotion and role in getting the Pope elected, Rodrigo was appointed Cardinal Bishop of Albano. The good times kept rolling for Rodrigo. In 1483, he was the wealthiest cardinal. And in 1484, he was able to play a role in getting another pope elected after the death of Pope Sixtus IV. Rodrigo was essential to getting Pope Innocent VIII elected. During the reign of Pope Innocent VIII, Rodrigo found himself wrapped up in controversy regarding a position he was offered as Archbishop of Seville when King Ferdinand II wanted the position to go to his son. Needless to say, Rodrigo took the diplomatic role and turned down the appointment. In 1487, Rodrigo hosted a wedding ceremony for Orson Orsini and Julia Farnese. Rodrigo, being a smooth talker, started an affair with Julia just a few months after she was married. It's kind of gross to note that she was only 15 and Rodrigo was 58. Totally not acceptable today. In 1492, Rodrigo knew at the age of 61, he had one final shot at becoming Pope when Pope Innocent VIII died. During his campaign, he refused to acknowledge his mistress, Vanzano, and their children as his own. He claimed he was their uncle and even moved out of the family home to provide distance between them. However, he did support his children and continued to treat them like they were his children. Because they were. Rodrigo de Borja was elected Pope on August 11, 1492. Once he was officially Pope Alexander VI, he acknowledged the truth about his children and openly claimed them to be his. Of course, becoming Pope not only had obvious benefits for Rodrigo slash Alexander, it also had perks for his children. Cesare was groomed to follow in his father's footsteps as a religious leader. At the age of 15, he was appointed Bishop of Pamplona. Two years after that, at the age 17, he was appointed the Archbishop of Valencia. Apparently, like his father, Cesare was a very handsome man, and there were claims that the European depictions of Jesus Christ are based off his face. Another way Cesare took after his father was by having illegitimate children, 11 of them to be exact. Rodrigo and Cesare weren't the only Borgias to be wrapped up in scandalous love affairs. Rodrigo's youngest daughter, Lucrezia, was married off many times to help the status of her and her family in society. Not only was she an asset to the family as a way to raise their status, she was also beautiful and very well educated. Like her brother and her father, Lucrezia was also rumored to have a secret, illicit love child. Though there's no real proof of this, she did suspiciously enter a convent for a short period of time 
and the man that supposedly knocked her up was found murdered in the Tiber River. It's also rumored that she had an affinity for poison as a way to get rid of her and her family's enemies. Cesare and Lucrezia were also known to be the most debaucherous of the four children, which is supported by their roles in the infamous Banquet of Chestnuts. Never heard of the Banquet of Chestnuts? This is what makes this episode worth it. The Banquet of Chestnuts was held on October 31st, 1501 in the Papal Palace. According to accounts, the party was set in Cesare's apartment in the palace and involved 50 prostitutes as entertainment. According to Johann Bouchard, quote, On the evening of the last day of October 1501, Cesare Borgia arranged a banquet in his chambers in the Vatican with 50 honest prostitutes called courtesans who danced after dinner with the attendants and others who were present, at first in their garments, then naked. After dinner, the candelabra with the burning candles were taken from the tables and placed on the floor, and chestnuts were strewn around, which the naked courtesans picked up creeping on hands and knees between the chandeliers, while the Pope, Cesare, and his sister Lucrezia looked on. At the end, they displayed prizes of silk mantles, boots, and other objects which were promised to whomever should have made love to these prostitutes the greatest number of times. The prizes were distributed to the winners according to the judgment of those present. It's not impossible to imagine that the Pope, Cesare, and Lucrezia would have done something like this. The Vatican, of course, denies that this event ever took place. While the account may seem outrageous, that's not the most scandalous rumor surrounding the Borgia family. It was rumored that Lucrezia and Cesare were lovers. And if that doesn't make you go, huh? It's also rumored that she was lovers with her father, Pope Alexander VI. Keyword there is rumored. There's no concrete evidence that these relationships ever took place. Most historians chalk the rumors up to disgruntled Italian families that didn't want to see the Borgias in power. As for Pope Alexander VI, a.k.a. Rodrigo Borgia, he fell ill on August 6th, 1503, after he and Cesare had dined with Cardinal Adriano Castellesi. On August 18th, after suffering severe illness for over 10 days, the Pope confessed his sins, was given communion, and passed away at the age of 72. The Borja family was quite interesting. So much so, there's a popular television series that aired from 2011 to 2013, which starred Jeremy Irons as Rodrigo de Borgia. It's a very good series. If you get a chance to watch it, you won't be disappointed. The scandalous rumors and truths behind Rodrigo and his children still live on today. 
Something has to be said for living on through history, even if you're on the kinky facts side of it. This has been Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known with Dahlia Rose. If you'd like more kinky facts, please feel free to follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Kinky Facts Podcast. That's all one word. To contact me with kinky facts suggestions, please email me at kinkyfactspodcast at gmail.com. If you liked my podcast, please subscribe to be informed of new weekly episodes and reviews are also helpful. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you'll come back soon.